0: to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry.
1: Welcome back, Equity Warriors. Thanks for tuning in. We are doing fantastic work, and I just want you to be encouraged to continue to do this work, to continue to people let people know that. We can change what's happening in our schools. We can change what's happening to children who are marginalized and oppressed. We have an army of people sharing this message. Continue to do so. And don't forget, there's an email down in the notes for this episode where you can get in contact with me if you need a little help. So today, I was reminded as I was working with a group of teachers this past week in having what's called a some people would say a difficult conversation. I prefer to use the term now, a grand conversation, digging deep about the work that we do in schools. And I had to clarify or distinguish between work that is equity and work that is charity. Some time ago, I wrote that how we educate our children can be abysmal with the best of the most naive intentions. And far too often, the ones who suffer the most are those who can least afford it. It's our children of color. It's our children of low wealth. It's our children who are marginalized, our children who are oppressed. Because those kids don't have access to resources outside of school. And sometimes they don't have access to the resources inside of the school. That can enrich them. That can help them to develop knowledge, to develop curiosity and schema about the world around them, about what drives the world and what drives innovation. And far too often, it's us as educators that see children of color and children of low wealth and have pity on them and commit to doing work with them in the name of charity. And that's not equity. Now, sometimes they call it equity, it makes them feel good. It's the right word to use right now. But there are things that we are doing in the name of equity that are not equitable. When we say that we don't want children to do a certain type of work, to struggle, even productive struggle. Oh, we don't want them to feel bad. That's charity. If my teachers (laughs) throughout my K-12 experience were overly concerned with making me feel bad, I'd be an imbecile. There is productive struggle and there is the opportunity for us as educators to explain to children why they have to work hard to achieve certain things. Nothing in life comes easy. We have the opportunity to change the status quo. It doesn't matter if it's the left or the right, there is this status quo that really doesn't want children of color, children who are marginalized, children who are oppressed, to have academic success. There is a mindset that it is okay for black and brown kids to not have excellence in education. A while back, the governor of Oregon ended the requirement that high school graduates had to demonstrate literacy and numeracy at a high school level. They called it equitable graduation standard. Then they said that it was about their black, Latino, Latina, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander and tribal students, students of color. In fact, as they wrote this bill, they labeled every single ethnic group. They didn't label white people. They said it was an equity benefit, basically to all children of color. That's not equity. Saying that because you are a person of color, you don't need to learn how to read and write at high school level. You don't need to have high school level numeracy standards. It's okay. It's all right. You'll fall into a life of low wealth, of low-end jobs, or no forward path jobs. You'll work for minimum wage forever. Or you'll fall into a life of crime, despair. See, when they do these things, it's a clever disguise. See, clearly these are acts of bias against children of color. It is a culture of excusism in our schools where, oh, well, you know, those kids. Oh, well, you know, our black and brown children have never been highly successful. We are dooming children of color to low achievement, and they're doing it on purpose. It allows them to withhold the science that we know provides Literacy and numeracy to every single child, no matter what color, that little tiny bit of DNA that controls the color of our skin. It allows for educators to have a charity mindset, to teach for their own enjoyment, instead of preparing every single child to read, write, think, and calculate at or above grade level and on time. See, charity fuels the provision gap, and that charity is fueled by implicit bias, and that implicit bias continues to fuel that achievement gap. And to be clear, when we do things like that, when we have excusism and it's okay, when we have that charity mindset, when we lower standards, lower standards and say that you don't have to read, write, think, calculate at a high school level in order to graduate, that is no better than Texas or Florida banning discussions on race and racism because they both achieve the same purpose. We'll continue to have a society that relegates people of color to the margins, to the ranks of uneducated and undereducated, unemployed and unemployed, to an over-reliance on public assistance and politicians who can continue to say that, you know, people on welfare are people of color. They should learn something when they were in school. But you created a system that kept us from learning, that didn't want to teach us. Do you see where we're going? Because ultimately what happens is it allows them to continue to fill their prisons and benefit From a new form of slave labor. Charity in the name of equity is just the continuation of this country's history of systemic racism. We need to call it what it is. And then join me again next time. Send me your questions, topics, and requests, and I'll answer those questions And bringing you experts to help address those topics. Remember, don't worry about the things you cannot change. Change the things you can no longer accept. And I'll see you next time.
0: That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us